This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Max Johnston, in for Dan Wanshura. In today's show, we're focusing on conditions for inmates in the Grand Traverse County Jail. In April, the administrator for the jail resigned following allegations he had inappropriate relationships with former female inmates. We'll get to that in a bit, but IPR has been investigating what it's like for inmates in the jail. And more than a dozen former inmates say a handful of officers ignored their basic needs. They say it can take days or weeks to get items like soap, a toothbrush, and feminine hygiene products. Morgan Springer has the story. Former female inmates in Grand Traverse County say they've waited for hours for pads when they were on their periods. And you'll see them walk around and they got blood coming out the back of their pants. That's Jennifer Honeyset. She went to jail last year after being caught driving with a suspended license and fleeing a police officer. When she bled through her pants, she says she would wash them in her jail cell sink and then dry them on the heater. One, it's unhygienic. It's embarrassing. And it's almost like, okay, because we're just, we're criminals, so we don't get to have, you know, clean clothes. I spoke to a half dozen former female inmates who described a similar experience. One woman, her name's Kelsey Butters, says an officer refused to get her pads and told her to just use a sack lunch bag to soak up the blood. Here's Honey said again. We are females. We cannot prevent this situation. We can't stop and say, hey, we're in jail. Let's not have a period. Unfortunately, it's all too common. Miriam Ackerman is a senior staff attorney at American Civil Liberties Union of Michigan. It's something that we hear about in jails and prisons across the country and across Michigan. And it really goes to basic human dignity. Do we want women to have to beg um, to get a pad or do we expect them to sit in bloody clothes? Ackerman says these conditions are appalling and unconstitutional. The courts are very clear, the Constitution is very clear that jails are responsible for the hygiene needs of female inmates just as they're responsible for the hygiene needs of male inmates. Grand Traverse County Sheriff Tom Bensley says corrections officers do a good job in less than ideal conditions. He says the jail is overcrowded and poorly designed, and they have staffing shortages that result in too much overtime. When asked about complaints his officers are ignoring, requests for pads, Bensley had this to say. Um, depending on what kind of complaint it was and maybe the, the, the particular issue or severity, I may not know about that. Um, just because a lot of those things are handled at the jail. Um, they don't get up the chain, uh, so to speak, to me. Just to state the obvious, I guess, um, if that were happening, is that appropriate behavior for a corrections officer? Um, depending on the situation, depending on what occurred, um, I, would, I would have to say we would look into that, and it may or may not be appropriate. I, I don't know without Wait, specific so it, facts. Like it might be appropriate for somebody to not have access to pads for a long time? That's what I'm asking. Okay, uh, a long time. Um, is that an hour? Is that two days? Or is that a week? A couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the situation, depending on what's going on in the jail, depending on the staffing, which unfortunately we have a staffing issue. We do the very best we can with what we have. Sometimes some things get overlooked. Otherwise, Bensley mostly deferred to Captain Todd Ritter, who was the jail administrator until he resigned this spring. Nobody should have to wait for something like that. And if there, if you have officers who are just ignoring those requests? That's unacceptable. 
IPR requested officer disciplinary records and inmate complaints. In 2017 and part of 2018, jail staff were disciplined for a range of things, from falling asleep on the job to failing to check on an inmate resulting in suicide. There was nothing about ignoring requests for hygiene products. Here's Sheriff Bensley again. You know, if if we don't know something is happening, we can't deal with it. But they did deal with it, even though they say no issues were found. They told IPR that after our initial interview, they began stocking feminine hygiene products in each jail cell. Now female inmates can help themselves as needed. Jennifer Honeyset is now on probation. She works at a restaurant in downtown Traverse City and is expecting her fifth child. It's been really good. My relationship with my children is amazing right now. Honeyset doesn't have great memories of her time at the jail, but she and every other inmate I spoke to say there are plenty of good corrections officers there. People who work hard, care about the inmates, and respond to requests for assistance. But they say a few bad apples are making life at the jail a lot more dismal and hopeless than it should be. For Points North, I'm Morgan Springer. This is Points North. I'm Max Johnston. Morgan, since you began investigating, uh, the jail administrator, Captain Todd Ritter, has resigned. Now he resigned in late April following allegations he had inappropriate relationships with former female inmates. What are those allegations? There are a bunch of them, and I'll, I'll go through them. I just want you to remember these are just allegations at this time, and if proven, they all violate jail policy. So number one, um, they allege that he had a seven-year-long relationship with a former inmate. Uh, he met that same inmate in a basement of Government Center and was physically intimate, and she was on parole at that time. They also allege they both smoked marijuana together. The sheriff's office says Ritter rented a hotel room in Lansing with a different former inmate and billed it to the jail. There are also allegations he showed favoritism to a number of female inmates while they were at the jail and that he had sexually explicit photos on his government-issued cell phone. Wow. Um, So what does Ritter say about all this? In a letter to Sheriff Bensley, Ritter says he's very sorry for letting him down, and he resigned. So what's the sheriff's department's response to all this? Sheriff Bensley accepted Ritter's resignation. That's in lieu of termination. Otherwise, he says he was really surprised by the allegations. And have there been any criminal charges? Bensley says they've finished their investigation. Now the county prosecutor has asked the Michigan State Police to investigate more and see if there are any possible criminal violations. So that's where things are at now. So is there any connection between former inmate complaints saying their requests for basic hygiene items were ignored and Captain Ritter's alleged behavior? That's really hard to say. I did put that question to Sheriff Bensley. And he says he he gets that thinking that the administrator or head of a jail sets the tone and the culture of the jail for the other staff. But he says in this instance, he can't say that was the case. And that would be pure speculation. The investigation into Captain Ritter began after the sheriff's office hired a new undersheriff last fall. Now Captain Ritter's out. Um, Sheriffs are elected officials. So when's the next election? It's in 2020. Sheriffs in Michigan are up for re-election every four years. So Sheriff Bensley runs as a Republican. He ran unopposed in 2016. In 2012, he did have two challengers, but he won with 60 percent of the vote. And he also ran unopposed in 2008. So will he run for re-election in 2020? 
Last year, he told me he was initially planning not to run, but he was then again considering it. And I talked to him last week. He didn't want to comment with an update, though. You said in your report that the jail staff changed how they distributed feminine hygiene products. Now, was that because of your reporting? Here's what I can say. Former jail administrator Captain Todd Ritter, who we've been talking about, he told me he made those changes after my initial interview with him last year. So as mentioned in the story, instead of distributing feminine hygiene products daily, he told me they now stock them in the jail cell. What I don't really know is if that has made a significant difference for female inmates. Thanks, Morgan. You're welcome. And that's our show this week. I'm Max Johnston. Dan Wanshura will be back next week. Tune in to Points North on Fridays here on IPR News Radio. You can also catch us anytime at our website, pointsnorthradio.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, thanks for listening.